Pastor Mike DeVetta up to share a great word with us this Father's Day. Fantastic. Well, great, great to have some fun in church, isn't it? Try not to slip on any of these pegs. But hey, welcome. Uh, so glad that you're here today uh, celebrating. We're celebrating our dads. We're celebrating our males today. We're allowed to do that, aren't we? Absolutely. I, th- I think in our community, we need to honor the men. Uh, I think it's really important that we see men built up and uh, s- strengthened. Uh, we-, we see men who are courageous and uh, really moving, moving forward in their community. So uh, today we celebrate all men. Uh, and I, w- I want to read a scripture to begin with. Uh, this is one out of Joshua, the book of Joshua. Uh, Joshua was a man who followed after Moses. Moses was the leader of the people of Israel. They, they went out of Egypt, out of slavery, out of captivity. Moses was the leader. And then uh, Moses passed away. And um, Joshua was left to lead the people. I don't know whether as a father that day you brought your child home from the hospital, there was that moment of panic where it's like, what do I do now? There is no manual Truly, there's no manual. They don't give you a manual. This is what you do on your first day. You're kind of trying to work this whole thing out. But this is what uh, God said to Joshua, some encouraging words that hopefully will encourage you today. Be strong and courageous. Come on, men. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Let me pray this morning because I don't know about you as a dad. I need God's help more than ever before. I need His help. And uh, the great thing is he gives it to me when I ask. So maybe today, this could be your opportunity to ask God for help when it comes to being a, a father, being a husband, being a man in your, in your community. So Father, we thank you. Thank you that you show us the example of incredible love. Thank you that you love us even when we don't do anything to deserve that love. Thank you that you show incredible grace and mercy to us. Thank you that you show us what sacrifice means when you gave your, your very best, your one and only son, Jesus, to die on the cross for our sins. And so today we, we say thank you. And we, we ask for your help, Lord, to be dads, that, to be men in this community that would make a difference. Men in this community that would stand up, stand strong, but also lay down their lives for, for their friends and their family. So Lord, I pray you be with us. Thank you for your presence here today, Holy Spirit. We welcome your wisdom and your advice today, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, as it's Father's Day, uh, this is my opportunity to uh, speak on a, on a male's behalf. Uh, Amy does on Mother's Day. She speaks uh, from a female's perspective, and I, I just thought it would be appropriate, uh, really just to give a little bit of insight, maybe help some of the ladies out uh, about what goes on inside a, a, a male's brain, just a little bit. This could be helpful. Uh, or it could be a complete train wreck. I'm prepared to, to take a chance and see how we go from there. So uh, if you're going to nudge someone, don't do it too, too hard that they'll jump out of their seat. That might be a little bit obvious. But here's a few thoughts. That I'm just going to unpack a few things that we've been thinking about. Uh, number one, uh, men are not mind readers, ladies. We, we are not mind readers. We, we, we are not interpreting what you're thinking. We prefer words. Uh, here's another one. Uh, learn to work the toilet seat. Works both ways. We don't complain when it's, when it's down or up. Just make it work. Uh, crying is blackmail. It's very hard to win an argument when you're crying. Yeah. Here's one. Uh, ask for what you want. 
be very clear on this. Subtle hints do not work. Just, just give it to us plain and clear. We're simple. And just give it to us so we can understand. Yes and no, we believe are perfectly acceptable answers most of the time. Just, and uh, if you uh, have a problem, come to us only if you want that problem solved. That's what we do. We're pretty good at solving problems, or at least we think we are. So it hasn't gone so well, but I'm going to bring a few more a little bit later on, and hopefully uh, it'll be of encouragement to some. So what does it take to be a great dad? What are the qualities of a great dad? What does it look like? Amy and I, we have three children. We have uh, Rosie, Josiah, Zoe. We made it nice and simple, Rojo, Zoe. Um, that was an easy way for us to remember it all. I had a plan Amy didn't know about until we named the third one, and then it was like, yes, nailed it. So, Ro, Joe, Zoe, they are so different, like like completely different. Rosie came out, it was like, cool, we know how to lead Rosie, this is wonderful. And then Josiah comes along, he changes the plan completely. Then Zoe comes along, he's like, are you kidding me, there's three types? And I'm pretty sure if you have four, six, twelve, every single one is different. They are unique, individual personalities, and trying to work out how to lead them, trying to work out how to, how to just kind of coral them in the right direction, you know, so we're all heading in the same direction, it is tough. And for many years, I, I wanted to be a dad. My desire was to be a father, and uh, I actually sat through a lot of Father's Days and even had to preach through some Father's Day where actually I wasn't a dad, and Father's Day was actually one of the toughest days of my calendar, seeing everybody being celebrated, seeing the dads being celebrated. And, uh, you know, there's some people that are here today that actually they don't get to be with their kids they might have children but for whatever reason they're not able to be with their children today we honor you for those that have not been able to have children or maybe you've lost a child we honor you today in fact we we honor every male in this place this is a this is a it's dad's day but it's also a day to celebrate the men in our lives i i, I truly believe that our community will, will rise and fall on the strength of the men that we have rising up I think it can make all the difference in a community. So I want to honor the men today. You know, in the 90s and 2000s, there was a, a Christian band called DC Talk. They wrote a song, We All Want to Be Loved. We All Want to Be Loved. Uh, quite a powerful song, uh, a song that spoke of the, the, the basic heart of every human being, to want to be loved, to want to be able to show love, to express love to others. Uh, plenty of books have been written about love and uh, one of the books that I've really appreciated over the years is uh, Dr. Gary Chapman. He wrote the book, the, the Five Love Languages, five different ways that we show, we receive, we express love. Uh, words of affirmation, physical touch, acts of service, quality time, receiving gifts. You know, these are five different ways that we, we can receive love and show love. Learning your spouse, your children's ways of receiving love and, and showing love is really, really important. Because the way you think you're loving a, a particular child, you think might be working, but actually they need to be loved in a different way. Same way with your spouse. Trying to work out what matters to them is really, really important. But we live in a society where dads get a bad rap. Let's be honest. If you want to have a successful sitcom, all you've got to do is cast a character, a dad that fails. For whatever reason, that seems to be good viewing. 
So we have these, these dads that are portrayed as, as useless, as, as dropkicks, as, as just not able to make decisions, failing all the time. All the laughs are about dad, getting it wrong, and then the, the wife or the kids step in and, and, and make things better. And unfortunately, that's how a lot of men find themselves. They, they, they feel like they've failed. I know plenty of times in my life I've got it wrong. I've messed up. Haven't been a good dad. Haven't been a good husband. What do you do in that situation? Well, today I want to encourage you to be courageous, to be strong, to not sweat it, but actually make a decision to step up, to step up and try again, have another go. So this morning I want to talk about the qualities to make a champ, a champion dad. Five letters, C-H-A-M-P. So uh, I've got five words to go with it. Uh, I like the good old acrostics. So C for courageous. Come on, we've got to be courageous. Our men need to be courageous. Be strong and courageous, Joshua 1.6, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. How many people know it takes great courage to lead a family? It takes great courage to lead an organization. To, to, to be a leader takes incredible courage. There's decisions that we have to make sometimes that are difficult. I find sometimes I have to make a decision for my family that is not easy. Sometimes I have to make a decision when one of my children maybe have, have made a bad decision. How do I respond when something goes wrong? Am I one that will yell and scream and get all upset, or am I one that will have a measured tone and actually be a little bit more peaceful? Uh, I've got a budding soccer player, professional uh, soccer player in, my, in, in our house. And uh, just the other day, uh, we had our first window casualty down in the rumpus room. Apparently, it was a sweet volley that went straight through the window. And uh, I, was, I was sitting upstairs. And I heard the crash of the window. A little bit of a pause, a little bit of a pause, and then the tears. He was, he was mortified, terrified. So I'm walking down the stairs. Now, I've got, I've got, I've got two options, right? Um, I, can, I can wreck him with my words, or, I, or we can maybe resolve this situation. And so I found him hiding behind the door. What's, what happened, buddy? Zoe, yeah, she's our fourth. Uh, she's standing there. She, she's so excited about this. this, this is, yeah. She's got to look at me and go, yeah, what, what's going to happen next? So he, he, was, he was really upset. I said, buddy, what happened? I kicked the ball through the window. I said, I can see that. I can see that. I said, you think I'm upset with you? Yes, yes. I said, do you know how many windows your daddy broke when he was a boy? <laughs> he goes, no. I said, neither do I. It was so many. <laughs> I said, I'm not upset. He says, I can't afford to pay for it. I said, I said that's all right. I said, I got this one. We'll work out a flavor plan later uh, on the rest of them. But, you know, I, I had an opportunity there to get really angry or I could just, you know, I don't want to crush his dream. We might have to find a softer ball for the rumpus room from here on in. But, uh, but you know, it takes, it takes courage for us to, to make the right decision at the right time. I, I feel the pressure. I'm sure all of you feel the pressure. Life squeezes in on us. We find ourselves pressured to make decisions constantly. And uh, I would love to think that I would make every decision right and well. How many have managed to do that successfully so far? Every decision in your life, correct. No, of course not. We all make mistakes. We all get it wrong. We, 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 we make the call and then we realize later we've got it wrong. So sometimes we've got to go back and we've got to make things right when it's been wrong. So we're going to be courageous. How many people would race into battle for their kids? Absolutely. 
You know, there's some, there's some battles I've got to let my kids fight themselves. Those are the hard ones where I've got to step back and go, come on, you're on your own. This, this, this is a character development. I'm right here. I'm right here, but you've got to go have that conversation. You've got to go make that thing right. Uh, like a, one of our children that managed to eat their um, teacher's end-of-year gift before it was given to them. And so I won't you know, betray the trust of that person, but uh, let's just say they had to go and own up to that one. That was, that was interesting. Uh, but hey, that's life, isn't it? So <laughs> I pay them $5 for every story, just in case you're wondering. So uh, yeah, it's a deal we've got. If I talk about them, it cost me five bucks. That's so going to be a very expensive morning for me. Two services. They, they're getting me on two services now as well. So, yeah, it's, uh, anyway. So, H. H is for heroic. Come on, what kind, of, what kind of superhero are you? I'm going to come down. I'm going to ask a couple of kids. If your dad was a superhero, who would he be? G- give, me, give me some ideas. G- g- give, me a, give me a hand. I think, we, have we got a couple of, I think we've got a couple of Moribars left. Oh, here we go. I've got one down there. There you go. I've got three three options, right? This young man. What would you what would your father be if he was a superhero? He'd be Black Panther. Oh, Black Panther! Oh, <laughs> love it. What would your superhero dad be? Superman. Superman. There you go. You can give that one. Actually, you one of those two. Sorry, I didn't give you a chocolate bar. And over the over the side. Over the side. Get my workout in. What would you? The Hulk. The Hulk. Oh, come on. The Hulk smash. Uh, let me ask you a question. I hope you wouldn't be invisible, man. Because if we're honest, sometimes that is reality, that we become the invisible man, the, the father that is not there. And, and for some, maybe that has been who you have been. But maybe not today. Maybe today that changes. Maybe today you have another go. Maybe today you take responsibility and make things right. And make a decision to be present, to be the hero. Our boy was trying to move a, a massive big rock out of a sandpit. He's lifting it. It keeps falling back down. Lifting it. Bursts into tears. And dad says, what, what's the matter, son? He says, I, I've tried to lift the rock and I just can't lift it. Dad says, well, you haven't used all the strength you've got available to you. He goes, Dad, I have. I've I've tried as hard as I can, as hard as I can. And Dad says, you haven't used all the strength available to you. You didn't ask me. Bends down, picks up the rock, moves it for the son. Come on, as dads, we get to be the heroes for our kids. And it doesn't matter how old they become, they're still our kids. We're kind of halfway to a 20-year-old now. That's quite frightening. But she's still going to be my little girl. I think even at 30 and 40 and 50, if I'm still around, still going to be my little girl. I want to be a hero right through her life. Do you realize that it's, it's not very difficult to be a child's hero? It's also not very difficult to become a villain. It just takes one or two decisions one way or the other to be hero or villain. Come on, we want to be the heroes of our kids. We want our kids to look at us. They they, they want to see authenticity. They don't want to see fake. They want to see real, honest, 
men just living a life that would be heroic in their world. Not asking for perfection. No, no, no father, no parent could ever offer that because mistakes will be made. But when a mistake is made, do we take responsibility for it? Being a dad is hard. The challenges are real. But we're encouraged by Paul who wrote to his, uh, his church, his, his congregation in the, in the city of Philippi. He says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, what he wasn't talking about was doing a Hulk smash, lifting a house over your head or something like that. That wasn't, you know, although that's a really good verse we use when we're in the gym and we're you know, working out. That's not actually what that verse was talking about. What he was saying in the previous verses was that I've known what it's like to be in want. I know what it's like to have had nothing, but I also know what it's like to have, have lots and plenty. I've known what it's like to have good times and also bad times. And, and in all of these moments, I can do everything through God who gives me strength, through Christ who gives me strength. And with all the decisions that we have to make, we still require God's help. I need His help more than ever before. As a father, I'm so close to making mistake after mistake if I don't go to God first. Sometimes I measure my responses with a three-second breathe moment. You know, it happens, and in three seconds, I can make a decision with wisdom from God, with His strength, with His power to go the right way, or I can just blaze on. <laughs> can you guess which ones work better? That, that little moment where I pause and I take a breath, ask God for some help. You ready for a couple more thoughts? A couple of thoughts of a male's brain. Uh, when, when we have to go out somewhere, when we're heading out for dinner, absolutely anything you choose to wear looks great. Anyone had one of those conversations before? You know, this dress, does it look good? There is no easy answer to that one. Of course, you look amazing. Oh, but you're just saying that. It doesn't look good. Don't try that one. That doesn't work. So, so just, just basic rule of thumb, you look great, amazing. Um, don't ask what we're thinking about. You know, oh, what are you thinking about? Unless you're prepared to talk about football, fishing, and food, because that's probably what we're thinking about. Um, and, you know, could be just my opinion, but you've probably got enough clothes, jackets, shoes. You've probably got enough of that. You don't need another pair. Um, a is for active, active. A, being active in the life of your child. Being active is essential in a child's life, just like uh, Jimmy's dad. Jimmy was uh, calling out, Dad, 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 I need another glass of water. It's like Jimmy's dad says, oh, Jimmy, I've already given you 10 glasses of water tonight. He says, yeah, but the bedroom's still on fire. Yeah, we've got to be active in our kids' life. We've got to know what's going on in their world. Uh, Proverbs 22.6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go. When he is old, he will not depart from it. It's the verse I apply to my love for Liverpool Football Club. Um, my, my children are growing up, training them up in the way they should go. When they're old, they won't depart from it. They will be Liverpool supporters. Uh, even my Zoe, she will often quiz me, Dad, which team do you like best, Liverpool or Manchester City? I'm like... I mean, you know the answer, don't you? She goes, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Training up a child in the way they should go. I'm doing a little bit of coaching with, with Josiah, and 
in order to be a good coach, I actually have to turn up to the trainings. Did you realize that? You, know, you can't coach a child or a team if you're not at training. That's why we've got to be active. If I want to train my children in the way they should go, I've got to be active in their life. You know, we made decisions as a, as, a, as a family that is, as much as the budget allows and as much as we're able to, we want to give our children an opportunity to grow in whatever area that they're passionate about. We've got one that's learning piano and singing. Uh, my sister's uh, an amazing teacher teaching uh, my, my Rosie. Uh, Josiah loves the sport. Uh, Zoe's doing dance. And those, those interests might change along the way. We're going to do all we can to, to, to move them and push them into the things that they, they love doing. Uh, if one of them decided to play rugby, <laughs> I, would, I would actually be okay with that, right? Because I want them to follow their passions. Uh, but it's important that we are active in our children's lives. I, I know for me as a child growing up, my, my dad would, would often take me, he'd take time off work, and the Lord take me to training. Uh, and it was really a special moment for me growing up, uh, just, just learning the this, this skill of football with my dad active in my life. Um, if I was to ask the question of, of the children here today, if you could have unlimited time with your father or unlimited time on the PlayStation, Xbox, computer, whatever it is, which one would you choose? I'm pretty confident that most would choose time with their parent, I would hope. <laughs> I know, I know that that is the, the the longing of every heart is to to be present, you know, to have your 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 father active. And uh, we, our, our small group we were meeting just uh, just last week on Wednesday. We were just going around the table asking the question: What's what's the best piece of parenting advice you can you can bring into the mix? You know, what what, what have you learned? What have, what what's one key tool? that we could all learn from. And somebody who's got children, maybe uh, I think two, uh, four or five years older than my own children, uh, came up with this piece of wisdom, which I, I just thought was amazing. Uh, he said, sometimes we can think we, if we schedule an hour with our kids, that'll be enough. You know, it's like every week I'm going to spend this time and I'm going to have this date, I'm going to spend this time. And that's important. Can I encourage you, if you don't already, book it in. You know, put it in your calendar. But they said the more important thing, especially as the children are becoming teenagers, is to be available. Because maybe in that moment they don't want to hang out with you, but there might be a moment where they do. And sometimes with teenagers, uh, so I hear, um, there might be, you know, it, it could be days in between that desire to engage. And we've got to be available when that moment comes to be able to drop what is less important for what is most important. M is for memory maker. Come on, we want to be memory makers. You know, we've only got kids for a short time. And one of our, our dad key roles is to become the memory maker. Uh, many of my memories are from Easter and Christmas holidays and time where, where we would get away and we'd, we'd hang out as a family. Uh, the, the, most of the memories, that they weren't expensive memories in that sense. It was just at a beach with a cardboard box going down, you know, making sandcastles, building dams, all of those kind of things. They, they're the memories that really stick in my mind. Uh, not every memory dads has to cost $599.95. Yeah. Uh, one of the memories I do have, which was quite an interesting one, was that uh, our trampoline, which did cost about $599.95, and one of the big wins managed to lift up off our section and into our neighbor's section, landed on the trampoline, or landed on the, the washing line. 
thank you to some of the youth boys that came and helped me lift that up and put it back on the section. Mangled. But you know what? That, that's the reality of things. Things, they'll, they'll just blow away. Things that we think will make a difference actually don't really matter. What matters is being present. What matters is being involved. And what, what matters is the memories that are being made. Little memories like, uh, you know, these are the things that will, will stick with me. I remember getting up to watch World Cup games. Uh, Diego Maradona, 1986. I remember early morning. Come on. Yeah. Early morning, waking up, sitting there as a family watching these games. Uh, grabbed JJ this morning. Um, yeah, second half of the, the game. Got him out of bed, sat there in the lazy boy, watching Liverpool win four from four. Come on, come on, come on. Share the joy with me because it will all unravel in about 32 games' time. So, But making memories is so important. In Joshua, uh, they, they crossed the, the Jordan River. God miraculously parted the river and they managed to go across the river. As they went across the river, God gave them a command. He said, I want you to go back into the river. I want you to grab some rocks from the middle of the river. I want you to build a memorial. I want you to build you know, like a little altar to remember what had happened. This is what it says. Let this be a sign among you so that when your children ask later, saying, what do these stones mean to you? Then you shall say to them, because the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord when it crossed the Jordan. The waters of the Jordan were cut off. So these stones shall become a memorial to the sons of Israel forever. You're making memories is so important. And we can do that with the littlest of things. Setting some routines in place. Finding some things that will, will become a part of what you will remember forever. Your family values that will stick with you. Ready for the last uh, couple of thoughts from a male's head? Don't tell me I need to get in shape. I am in shape. Round is technically still a shape. Uh, I think this might be the most valuable piece of advice, is if something can be, something we said can be interpreted two ways, and one of those ways makes you angry, I meant the other one. Yeah, but we'll just, just put it out there. Hopefully that's helpful for someone. Uh, you can ask either for us to do something or tell us how you want it done. Not both. If you know how to do it, probably best you just give it a go yourself. Um, if it itches, it will be scratched. That's what we do. Um, and if we ask what is wrong and you say nothing, we're going to go with that. What's wrong? Nothing. That's good. Because if there was something wrong, I know you'd tell me. And then walk out of the room as quickly as you can. All right? Hopefully that's helpful for someone. And the last point this morning, P is for passionate. Come on. How many men are passionate? How many wives think their man is a bit too passionate? Luke 10, 27 says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Come on, we need some males that are passionate, not apathetic, passionate about their family, passionate about their community, passionate about the people in their life. Come on, we need some men to rise up that are truly passionate about God. Some men that don't mind standing in a church service and lifting their hands to their own father. They would even get up and have a bit of a dance and actually just get a little bit passionate about God. Because when we see some passionate men rise up, 
that are going to defend their family, defend our community. That changes everything. I believe in the men in this church. I truly do. I see men rising up and taking responsibility, even where decisions I've made in the past have been bad decisions. Come on, we're all going to make decisions that are wrong. But it's what we do with those decisions. It's what we do on the other side of that decision that matters. Am I going to be somebody that fails and then that's forever? Or do I fail and then I get up and take responsibility? I've shared our family rules before. You know, we take risks. We make mistakes. We take responsibility. You know, if somebody makes a mistake, it means that they've taken a risk. We want risk takers. We want to raise risk takers with our kids. I, I, I don't want to say to my kids, be careful. It's too easy to come out of my mouth. Be careful, be careful, be careful, be careful, be careful. Actually, I don't want my kids to be careful. I want them to take risks. I want them to learn how to take calculated risks. Yeah, but hey, if there's some bruises and scrapes and even some broken bones along the way, I want to take risks. We've got to be passionate. We've got to love God with all of our heart. You know, as, as a husband, my kids need to see my passion for Amy. So I kiss her as often as I can in front of the kids. And I go, ooh, that's gross. But secretly, I kind of think they like it. I think they like the fact that we're in love. But our marriage isn't all rosy and perfect. Amy and I got into an argument, call it a fight, whatever you want. Just this week, always, yeah, leading up to a message. So, you know, I, I got angry. I sulked, left the room, stomped out. Guess who followed me? It wasn't Amy. It was my 10-year-old daughter, Rosie. She followed me into my room. She says, Dad, you got to go back and make things right with Mum. I was like, I know. I was just going to take a moment if that was all right. So I did. I did what I was told. I walked back in and I made things right with Amy. Can I give you a tip? If your kids see you fighting in front of them, can you make sure they see you making up? Because just remember when they see you and the last thing you did was arguing with your spouse or your partner. You might make things up. You might send them off to school and, and then you have your conversation and make things right. But the last thing they remember is me saying some mean things to my wife, to their mum. So when we make that mistake, don't sweat it. Just go and ask for forgiveness. Sometimes I got to go to my kids and say, kids, I'm sorry. I, I didn't treat mum like I should have. I got angry with her. I got frustrated. Please forgive me. They, they're like, I forgive you, Dad. They're very gracious because I, I'm, I'm consistent in that sense. I consistently mess up and I consistently ask for forgiveness. <laughs> I try to mess up less than I do, but hey, that's life. That's the reality of being a human being. We make mistakes. But when we make mistakes, a mistake, let's take responsibility. Let's live a life that's passionate. I am a passionate sports supporter. I'm a passionate a follower of my, my kids and their passions and, and their interests. And I'm trying not to be that overpassionate, zealous supporter on the sideline, telling referees how they should referee a game. Uh, I met a couple of those parents um, on, on the field on Saturday. 
just smiled and said, have a good day. Have a good day. <laughs> have a good day. But can I also say that uh, what's really, really important is that we put, as husbands, our wife ahead of our kids. They need to be priority. Because if I get that relationship right with Amy, then it all spills down into my relationship with my children. Amy's got to get priority over my children. It's not that I neglect my kids, but Amy's got to get first. You know, she's got to get my best so that the kids will get the spillover effect because we mum and dad stay in love. And it's less and less common today. I know growing up as a child, I didn't know anyone that that had a broken relationship. You know, my, my, all of my friends had their, their mum and dad together. I know in this room, this is... There's a whole lot of different living situations and circumstances, and, and this, this, there's no guilt, there's no condemnation. The decisions that we make, or even some things that are out of our control, we find ourselves in a less than ideal situation. But what do we do with that? We ask God for help. And today I want to close by inviting anybody who's saying, you know what, I'm struggling in my relationship. I'm, I'm, it's not going the way I want it to. And maybe actually your relationship with God is not where it should be. That actually you need God's help to make things right. I know I can't do it in my own strength. I mess up far too often. That's even asking God for help. But can I encourage you, if you are here today and you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, you've never put Him first, asked Him for help in your relationship with, with other people. I'm going to pray a prayer in just one moment. I'm going to invite you to pray that prayer for the very first time. Or maybe you've been away from God and God has drawn you home. Today, you're here again. Going, I want to commit my life fully to you, God. I want to pray that prayer. It would be my greatest privilege to pray that with you. You can pray it out loud. You can pray it in your heart. As a church whānau, we're going to pray it together. We're going, to, we're going to pray this prayer together. I invite you to join in if you want to make Jesus Lord of your life, if you want God's help to be a great dad, to be a great father. And ladies, obviously, you pray this prayer as well if God's been speaking to your heart. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your great love for me. Thank you that you gave your son Jesus to die on the cross for my sin. I'm sorry. I was wrong. Please forgive me. I turn from my old way of living and choose to follow you. I receive your gift of salvation and your grace today. In Jesus' name. With every head bowed, every eye closed. If you pray that prayer for the first time, or maybe God's calling you home, today you responded. But if you prayed a prayer in the past, and today you're recommitting your life to God. We want to get alongside you. We want to walk the journey with you. You don't have to do this on your own. This is why this is such a great place to be. We've got people that will genuinely walk the journey with you. If you prayed that prayer, you responded today. I'm going to count the three. At the count of three, would you just lift your hand and say, that was me. Somebody's going to just spot your hand. We're not going to embarrass you, but we're just going to connect with you after the service. Help you take your next step in walking with God. So with every head bowed, every eye closed. If you prayed that prayer, come on. One, God loves you. Two, He's got a plan and a purpose for your life. Three, Raise that hand. Awesome, mate. So cool. Anyone else this morning saying yes? Thank you, ma'am. It's amazing. Amazing. Anyone else this morning saying yes? Thank you. Thank you. Incredible. So good. Anyone else this morning saying, I want to get that right? 
the relationship with God. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. So good. Come on, anyone else? Thanks, buddy. Awesome. Young man down there. Anyone else this morning? Saying yes to Jesus. Awesome. Cool. A couple of the, uh, kids. Wonderful. So awesome, guys. Right at the back. Thank you. It's incredible. Wonderful, wonderful. Our young children giving their life to Christ. How amazing is that? Come on, I want to give God some praise this morning. To celebrate this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank You. Thank You for Your incredible gift of salvation found through Jesus. Lord, for every life, every person that's responded today. God, I pray for peace, Lord, in this decision. Pray for courage, Lord, as they take the next steps in following You. God, I pray for every man in this place. Lord, may they rise up. I just declare over every single one of you that you would rise up this week with new strength, with new courage, with a new determination to live your life, to serve God with all of your heart and to love your family, your friends with all of your heart as well. Bless you. We're going to sing one more song. Thanks, Pete. Why don't you take us? Awesome. Well, isn't that such a great thought that uh, from Mike there is amazing. It's true what you say that so much of having an impact means just turning up.